0: the term quite often, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of unique, I mean, kind of caught back by thinking that everyone knows what I'm talking about, and then I say it, and I say, who knows what I'm talking about, and then they, they don't know what I'm talking about. And so that, that, that kind of concern bothers me. I use the term all the time, a sound above all the sounds. I say it all the time. been saying it for years, sound above all the sounds. What do you think I'm talking about when I say the sound above all sounds? What? Voice of God, say that with me, voice of God. Above your Facebook, above your Instagram, above your business, above gossip, before, above all the noise of TV and school and education, above all the challenges and problems and things going on in the government, I want to let you know there's a sound above all the sounds, and it's the voice of God. And he wants you to know his voice. My sheep know my voice. And that's how the whole theme sound was birthed. Hearing and knowing the sound above all sounds. When God speaks through a man or a woman to an individual, to a church, to a nation, you know, the Bible refers to that possibly as prophecy. Prophecy could be uh, someone having an inspired message of preaching. Prophecy could look more like days of old out of Isaiah, um, out of Joel. Thus says the Lord. It doesn't always have to have thus says the Lord before it in order for it to be prophecy. You can just really talk to someone and say, hey, you know what? I feel like the Lord is saying this to you. Do you receive that? Prophecy can look all kinds of different ways. It can be God speaking an inspired message to the church. You know that God can even speak prophetically to bones. Did you know that he did that? Ezekiel prophesied of those bones. Now, can you imagine walking up on someone overlooking a valley and someone talking to bones? And that's exactly what happened with Ezekiel. He began to prophesy. Guess what? The bones responded. Why? Because it's the voice of God, the same God that spoke in Genesis that created the heavens and the earth. The the sun, the moon, the stars hung them all. He speaks today. He spoke in the day of Ezekiel, and those bones, you know how those bones responded? They began to rattle and come into connection, and it's like, oh, my goodness, a valley of bones rattling. But they had no spirit. They had no breath. And he said, prophesy, prophesy to the wind. And and the breath came in from the four corners of the earth. And all of a sudden, those those, those bones, they had sinews, and and they had flesh. and, And before you know it, they had a breath which if you look in the Hebrew, one translation is spirit. And those bones began to be an exceedingly great army. This world is full of bones. People that do not have the spirit of the living God in their lives, in their vessels. And you know what? God wants me and you. I'm not talking about three green berets not talking about four army navies any of those navies i'm talking about you god wants to raise up the army the church of god to be the voice to this world that so desperately needs to hear from heaven and god calls it prophecy second peter 127 i'm sorry second peter 121 says this for prophecy never came by the will of man it's not you coming up with something, conjuring something. It's not by your will. But the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. The Bible that you read every day, I hope that you do. It was inspired, God breathing upon a man, breathing upon authors, not the, not, 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 I would say writers, not the author. The author of the Bible is God, but that God breathing upon, men's inspired by the Holy Spirit and began to write out the word of God. Even though it was written by a man, it was authored by God. It is an inspired, flawless word of God. But how many of you know that God uses, this is what I hope to get in your guts, that God uses men and women. Amen. He uses you. He wants to use you and I. He wants. Vessels to be used, just like he did in days of old with writing the Bible, he wants to use you and I as his voice, as his mouthpiece. They were moved on by the Holy Spirit. What they heard and what they felt and what they saw, they begin to echo and they wrote it out on Scripture. And and even today, God wants you to be his echo to a world that is absolutely dried up, dying because they do not know the voice of God. The same powerful created voice that shook the heavens and the earth and trees, the still small small voice of God. He wants, he still speaks today. Uh, Revelations 19.10, the end of that scripture says this, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Bob McGregor says this, prophecy declares, he's one of the guys that's going to be here, my pops in the Lord, an amazing pastor I believe to be a full-blown prophet. He says, prophecy declares the true nature of Jesus, his heart and his will. All of a sudden, God begins to speak through a man or woman to you. I'm telling you, your life can be changed in a moment by the voice of God. A rhema from heaven to you coming through a vessel your life can be totally changed. Prophecy is all throughout the Bible, old and new. I want you to turn with me to Numbers 11, 25 through 29. I want you to see it all the way back in the day of, of, of Moses and how he was excited about prophets and prophecy and look what took place. Look at the supernatural manifestations going on in Numbers of what takes place with, with Moses, Numbers 11, 25 through 29. Smile at me when you're there. Wonderful. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him, Moses, and took the spirit that was upon him, and look what he did, and he placed the same upon the 70 elders, and it happened when the spirit rested upon them, that they, come on, come on, come on, come on, go with me. They prophesy. You're going to see a thread today throughout the Bible, throughout scriptures. There's something that goes along with with an individual that's filled with the Holy Spirit that enables them to prophesy. Don't let that word prophecy, because it's not used very much in our culture, throw you. It's just that a person filled with the Holy Spirit, moved upon by the Holy Spirit, can come forth and speak forth the word of God to a person, to a nation, to a church, to an individual. This is what took place in, 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 in Moses' life to the 70 elders. And it says this, and it happened when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied, although they never did so again. These 70 never prophesied again. Let me tell you the, the drastic difference between then and now. The Holy Spirit would come upon people in the Old Testament at times, like on Samson and on Moses. Guess what? Now you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. You're the temple. That's it. Thank you. He wants to speak through you. It says this, but two men had remained in the camp. The name of one, E. L. Dad. The name uh, of the other, Me Dad, and The spirit rested upon them. They wasn't with the 70, even though they were among them. And it says this, now they were among those listed, but they had not gone out of the tabernacle, yet they prophesied in camp. Look, follow me. And a young man ran and uh, told Moses that Edad and Medad are prophesying in camp. Joshua, I love Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, one of his choice men answered said, Moses, my Lord, forbid them. Look at Moses' response. Then Moses said to him, are you zealous for my sake? Oh, that all. Somebody, will you say that with me, all? All. all say it with me like me. Say it Oh, come on. Put a little southern slang. All, all Lord's people were prophets yes. Yes. in numbers. Before the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Moses is excited about prophecy. He's excited about prophecy. He's excited about God speaking through men. Seventy, God was using at that time. Oh, that all the people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them. You take a person, Holy Spirit comes upon them. We're going to call the Holy Spirit this morning a catalyst. Say that with me, Catalyst even though he's way more than that he's the person of the holy spirit god the father god the son god the holy spirit it's just amazing the mystery of 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 the trinity and and the spirit of god is with us today and 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 you take a person and the holy spirit comes upon them fills them and then they have this ability you'll see it throughout the bible this thing called prophecy let me show you more acts 2 17 through 18, all of a sudden now it's the New Testament, baby, baby, new church, the New Testament. They're waiting in the upper room for the promise. They don't know what the promise is going to be like. They, they just know that they're supposed to wait in Jerusalem on the promise. John the Baptist says about Jesus, he's coming and he's going to baptize you with the holy spirit and fire and all of a sudden they're there and this begins to happen and holy spirit blows in the room tongues of fire on their shoulders man people began manifestations started taking place a move of power by the holy spirit upon the church and uh some thought that oh man they could hear each other speaking in their own language they're like hey man these guys man they've been tipping the bottle Peter's like, oh, no, no, no. It's early in the morning. I think it was 9 a.m. or something. This is not, they're not intoxicated. No, 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 no. It's that that the prophet Joel prophesied and says this. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says the Lord, I will pour out my spirit. Somebody say catalyst. He pours out his spirit on all flesh. Say that with me again, all. Because for some reason, it's like, oh, it's just for those three or those four or those, you know, somebody on staff or somebody who's zealous for the Lord. No. All flesh. Yeah. Right. Look what takes place immediately. What can happen? Your sons and your daughters shall. Robertson. Say that with me. Say it with me. Shall. Robertson. Bam. Okay, J. I I see it. Moses. I need a little bit more. Okay. Oh, good. I'll give you more. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dream, dreams. Look, look. And on your men's servants and my maid servants. It's not like you have to be an apostle, an evangelist, or preacher, or some title. Maid servants, men's servants, maid servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days. Look what takes place. And they shall. Okay, J.O., I'm feeling it. You're going to get more. Notice that the pouring out of the Spirit, it's like this. <sighs> Last night it went all up my nose. <laughs> I got to cover my mic. I'm a vessel, right? I'm a vessel and, and I have a choice. Uh, you're, you're to be a vessel, right? And how many of you drink coffee in the morning? You pour it into what? A coffee cup. That's a vessel, right? Jesus has poured out his Spirit are you a vessel who can take in, can receive what Jesus has done? I'm, I'm a vessel today. I'm going I'm to try to hit my mouth. Vessel, right? But, but, but I didn't have to do that. I could have just went on the floor. If you're a good vessel, you want to catch what Jesus is pouring out. Or you can just go, I, I don't know if it's for me. Will you receive what Jesus is pouring out in this day and time, what he did in Acts 2? Let me give you some more proof. Paul found 12 disciples, not the 12, 12 other disciples in Ephesus. He went and found them. The first thing that came out of Paul's mouth was not, hey, what version are you reading? It wasn't, hey, what is your thoughts on Trinity? What's your stand on baptisms? How about baby you No, know, You know the very first thing that came out of Paul's mouth when he met and found these 12 disciples? He said this, did you receive the Spirit when you believed? Did you receive the Spirit when you believed? So they said, Uh, we have have not so much heard whether there is a spirit. Wow. Why would that be the number one question that comes out of Paul's mouth? Because he knows the importance. He has been caught in religion, Pharisee of Pharisee. This guy knew the law backwards and forward. I mean, he was the most educated, brilliant genius man. And he knew beyond all of that, it was dumb compared to the cross and being filled and being led by the Spirit of the Living God. And he wanted it for everybody. And guess what he does? <laughs> Verse 6, Acts 19:6. And when Paul, when well, they said, No, never even heard of it, he said, I can fix that. I can fix that. And Paul, when he had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Guess what happens? Guess what happens? In this case, it says they spoke with tongues and say that with me, prophesy. I want you to see this today. I want to see this beautiful thing that get rid of all the religion inside you of maybe, you know, it's like not for today and all that stuff. Can we not read the Bible, the unadulterated Word of God for what it says? And that God has this beautiful thing for you, this beautiful power, this beautiful gift of Holy Spirit coming, invading your home, your life, your temple, and God working through you, pouring in you, receiving, pouring in you, so that he can pour out of you to pour into someone else. I'm so glad someone told me in March of 88 about the Holy Spirit and laid hands on me to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Totally changed my life. But it's up to you. 1 Samuel 10 6, here's Old Testament. Saul, not, not Paul, Saul of New Testament. This is King Saul, the first king of Israel. Look what takes place. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you. Talking about King Saul. And look what it says. Surprise. And you will prophesy. You will prophesy. And look what else. And them and turn into another man. You will prophesy with them and be turned into a, look 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 another man. Been praying for your husband a long time, huh? Been praying for your wife a long. Can't change her. Can't change him. I know one that can. Holy Spirit. <laughs> you may have. I got a wonderful wife. I'm glad she filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm just saying. And the spirit of the living God comes into a man or a woman, changes him to another person. Luke's 167. Now this father, now his father, this is, he's a cool father, Zach, Zacharias. He's the, this dude's a dad. He's the dad of John the Baptist. I just think John the Baptist is bad. I mean, they wrote a song about him. ba 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 Bad to the bone. That brother's bad. You eat locusts and you just like out there preaching in the desert and people come and get water baptized and he get his head cut off. That brother's bad. He's a, he's a Jesus freak. He didn't even, I mean, yeah. Now his father Zacharias, look, look, follow this. Don't, don't lose this thread. Was filled with the Holy Spirit and are y'all with me church? I know it's 909, but come on, go with me. Fill the Holy Spirit and he prophesied. Are you feeling me today? Are you, sense, are you seeing this thread throughout the, the New Testament, throughout the Old Testament, throughout the Word of God, saying and so forth and so on? I want to show you how this happens. If you got your Bible, turn with me to 2 Timothy 2.21. An absolute beautiful verse. It says this. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel. Say that with me, vessel. A vessel for honor. God wants you and I to be a vessel of honor, sanctified. Sometimes we've had our vessels being all kinds of wrong, jacked up things. Maybe you've been a vessel of crack or a vessel of worry and anxiety. Maybe you was a a vessel of heroin, a vessel of all kinds of different things in this world. What God wants for us is if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified. Look at this. And useful for the Master. God wants each and every one of us to be useful for His purpose. And it says this prepared for every good work. God has good work for each and every one of us in this room. If you're not doing any work, I say get get off your hands and get to work. I'm not talking about salvation, you're not saved by works. I'm talking about, man, I tell you what, when a person's been touched by the great affection of Jesus Christ, you want to do something. You want to make a difference. You think that everything in the world is going to make a difference. you know when you're going to be happy is when you're making a difference. You will not be happy until you're making a difference. Well, what happens is a vessel, ordinary vessel, that coffee cup, all of a sudden gets filled with Holy Spirit. Guess what? That vessel is not your ordinary coffee cup any longer. That vessel is not ordinary. It becomes extraordinary. And the Holy Spirit dwells in you and wants to speak and work through you. God wants to pour in you, pour through you, pour into others because this world is desperate to hear from heaven. I had the opportunity this week to go out on streets with some brothers and we had a Brother and a sister, we had a great time Thursday morning. I just know I had a divine appointment out there. On that day, I felt like I had three divine appointments. I'm telling you, this may be the year of divine appointments, but God wants people that he can speak through. All of a sudden, he puts a divine appointment in front of you. Don't freeze. That's what you've been praying for. God wants to speak through you. He wants to touch people's life through you. He wants you to prophesy. He wants to pray through you. He wants you to bring hope to this world. I want you to look at something right now. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 says this, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for profit of all. God doesn't want to give you gifting so that you can be some superstar prophet. Oh, I'm prophet of the most high God. Look at me, you know, super. It's none of those things. It's so that God can use you in order to encourage everyone around you to profit the body of Christ, even those on the street that don't believe in Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. God wants you to be a voice. He wants you to be that echo. Listen, how do I know it's for me, J.O.? I want you to look at the scripture. First Corinthians 14 1 Corinthians 14:1 says this, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts. But look at this. But especially that you may prophesy. Maybe I've never sat under this teaching before, J.O. Maybe I've never even thought about prophecy. I never even thought that I could ever be a vessel like that. I want to let you know right now by the power of the Holy Spirit, Paul tells the church of Corinth, especially that you may prophesy. All of a sudden, your wife's going through something you're praying for her god drops a word i want to show you how powerful it is why is it called the love why do we call it the love language of god all of a sudden you get a voice for your wife you get the sound for your wife and you can go and encourage with it and all of a sudden man i tell you what it's like apples of silver and settings of gold bring hope to them It can be something as simple as uh, uh, someone you're married to, or it could be someone in the school, someone in the gym, someone you've never met before. It could be a business person who's spiraling down, and you can bring the word of the Lord. Hey, you hold on. You hold on. God's going to turn this around. If you hear from God the difference it can make in our world, I want you to look at this. Look look at this right here. 1 Corinthians 14.3. I need you to turn there. I need you to turn. This is very important that you turn. I want you to look at this right here. It says this, 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he who prophesies speaks. Edification. You're going to edify somebody. You're going to exhort them. Exhortation and comfort. You see that? Three things. New Testament prophecy. Edification, exhortation, and comfort. Are you with me today? I feel like I have a word for this couple right here. I don't know you right here on the front. Do you mind standing up just for a minute? Yeah, God bless you. I felt like the Lord in a worship today. What's your names? Adam and Miranda. Good to meet you. All. I felt like in worship today, the Lord gave me a scripture for you. And I just want to pass it on. The Bible says in Isaiah forty three eighteen through 19, it says this, do not remember the former things nor consider the old things. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now... It shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I felt like that word is for you, for whatever you've gone through in the past. The Lord says, let that go. Remember it no more. He is a way maker. He's going to make a way for you. He's going to make a way for you in the future. I tell you what it was like in worship. I could see someone going through the jungle and just... Cutting through bushes and cutting through the thickness of 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 the side of a hill or the side of a mountain and he's going before you and he's making a way for you. He wants to do a new thing. This whole thing right here may be kind of new for you. I want to tell you what he's doing a new thing. It's a thing of him and I tell you you hold on because he's doing a great work in your in your in your relationship in your future. He's doing a new thing. He's going to make a way for you like never before but let go of the past. Let go of the pain of the past. He wants to do a new thing in, 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 in you as a couple individuals. Amen? You receive that today? New thing. He's doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing. Let me give you an example of Old Testament prophecy fulfilled in the New Testament. Something that we just went through, or not just went through, but we celebrated. Went through doesn't sound beautiful. We just celebrated Christmas. Some of you are like, I I did go through it. (laughs) Let me give you an example of Old Testament prophecy being fulfilled in the New. Some think that there's 400 prophecies, I think, in the Old Testament that was fulfilled by Jesus Christ. Here's one. Isaiah 7, 14 says this. Isaiah, Old Testament, hundreds of years before Jesus walked on earth. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Amen? Emmanuel, God with us. Somebody tell you that Jesus is not God? I got news for you. You're wrong. God with us. 100% God, 100% man. Fulfilled example, fulfillment of it in the New Testament. Hundreds of years later, it says this in Matthew 1, 22, 23. So all... This was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through, spoken by who? By the Lord. Through who? A prophet, through the prophet, saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated God with us. How beautiful and how comforting that is that we see that's one out of many, many, many prophecies fulfilled even through Jesus Christ uh, let me let me share something with you there's a office of a prophet but then there's people who prophesy follow me for a moment okay if uh, 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 a prophet is someone different a prophet is someone who holds uh, an office like for example Ephesians uh, four twelve. 12 I think it is there's there's five main offices apostle prophet evangelist teacher so forth and so on Fivefold ministry so you have someone who operates in a full-blooded prophet okay and so like for example i see mr sanford back there john sanford uh 5 prophet there's people who operate in that that's not everyone but there are some people who operate in that where i want us to camp on is not five-fold prophet but that you may prophesy. God, speak through you to someone individual, to a school, to a nation, to a church, to a friend, to a family member. God, speaking through you, his voice to others and there's a, a heart, there's a huge difference between being a prophet and someone who prophesies are you following that okay i hope that you follow that with me look what it says in 1st corinthians 14:31 for you how many of you have ever felt like you've prophesied before raise your hand for a moment okay if you look around you'll see why i'm preaching on this because i'm going to read a scripture that says this paul speaking to the church he says this for you can all, look at that, for you can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and that all may be encouraged. How beautiful is that? It's not there for you to show up and show off and, no, it's God wants to speak through you so others can learn. So others can be encouraged. Who all can prophesy? Wow. Wow. Glad you agree with that. Because he's talking to you. Okay. I'm here to blow on your faith today. To hopefully equip you and release you to do those things. J.O., 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 what what if I mess up? You probably will. Well, J.O., won't I be labeled a false prophet? I don't think so, because you're probably not a prophet. There's a difference. You're someone, a son or a daughter of God, who feels like God is speaking to them, through them, to someone else. You give them that word to exhort, to edify, to comfort. And if you mess up, we don't want to mess up. I mean, it's not not our heart to mess up. It's not our, but I want to tell you right now, you step out of the boat. You start walking on water. When you operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, there, there's risk involved. Peter, step out of the boat. Okay. All right. All right. What happens? He begins to sink. But I love Peter because I, any day, rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. <laughs> any day of the week. Jail, you're sinking. That's all right. Jesus is going to, he got me. He got me. Now, once again, so you make a mistake. I'm not saying be stupid. I wouldn't say that to anyone. I say step out in faith. Allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. If you mess up, you know what you do? You repent. Hey, I'm sorry, man. Clark, I missed it. I'm sorry about that. You forgive me? And what you do, you grow. You don't go, well, I'm never doing that again. No, you grow. And why is that not a false prophet? Because you're not a, probably you're not a prophet. You're a person who's a son or daughter that wants to be used by God to encourage and to exhort and to comfort others. And therefore step out of the boat and do it. We, the Bible says we know in part So you prophesy in part. You don't have the full picture. And sometimes you, let me tell you what I think can happen. You can see this part, and then you can get all in the flesh and get all jacked up. And you're like, God, use me here. Get overzealous. And you're like, "Ah, it doesn't sound like God any longer. You following that? This is what I want you to do, is that I want Heart of the City Church even as God creates and He learns and matures us, that we stay right there of edification, exhortation, and comfort. Amen? Unless you're a proven prophet ordained, then that's something different. There is in closing, there is a movie called Hitch. I'm not telling you to go watch Hitch, but there is a scene that I really think is quite funny. Hitch is Will Smith, and he's just cool. Everyone say cool. Brother's just cool. You know Will Smith? I mean, he's just cool. And Hitch, what he does is he connects people and dates, and he tries to connect people, you know, kind of like a dating service type of situation. And that's why it's called Hitch. He hooks people up. And so there's this dude named Kevin James. Kevin J- Will Smith is African-American, cool, sleek. Kevin James, white, not, not really cool even though he's cool in his own way, funny, right? And Will Smith goes, you know, I I don't, I don't never, I I try to stay away from in this whole hitch thing, dancing. Kevin's like, man, I'm good. I'm down with dancing. Will Smith's like, show me what you mean. And they turn on the music and, and, and this dude, Kevin James kind of bulky white dude, he just kind of goes like, this. he goes, his music's bang, beating, and he goes, and he sort of doing, and then he's like, he's like, he's like getting big, getting big, getting big, and then he goes, uh, start the fire, start the fire, get the feet going, get the feet going, get the feet going. He said, then make the, pizza, make, the pizza, make 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 the pizza, and then he goes, Q-tip, 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 throw it down, throw it away, throw it away, and it's just like, Will Smith turns the music off and says, don't you ever do that again. He's like, I'm, I'm expressing myself. Don't. We don't need pizza. They have food at the party. Just this is what I want you to do. I want you to stay right here. Just stay right here. No pizza. Just stay right here. 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 This is what I think we should do. Stay right here. Exhort, edify and comfort. Don't start. No, no. Keep it right here. Keep it right here. Don't ever do, just keep it right here. Unless you're a proven, ordained prophet, not self-proclaimed prophet. No, not a self-proclaimed prophet but by the church, you need to keep it right here. Keep it right here. Exhort, edify, and comfort, amen? Can we keep it right there?